Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. From the Summer Skate Studios, this is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Tonight's show is brought to you by Peterson Toyota. Come to our showroom at 4455 South College Avenue in Fort Collins and find out why we say everything cars made easy is not just an ad line, but a way of doing business. Online at petersontoyota.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Get the best in Las Vegas barbecue at our original location, 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, or at your next Allegiant Stadium event. M-Drive. You're never too old to start building lean muscle mass or help your immune system. Go to mdriveformen.com and see which of our specially designed products is for you. By Topgolf. Our all-weather facilities mean you can practice your swing or learn how to swing a golf club 12 months a year. Find any of our coast-to-coast locations at topgolf.com. Burrito Express. Six East Valley locations serving the freshest Mexican food including the all-day breakfast burrito since 1995. Metro by T-Mobile. See one of our store locations for details how to get a new 5G phone free when you switch to Metro and trade in an eligible device. UNLV Hockey. ACHA Division I Hockey in a world-class city. Black Bear Diners. Bring your appetite as we serve up home-cooked meals with a smile at any of our uniquely styled restaurants all over the West and Midwest. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. No one does entertainment destinations better, nationwide or worldwide. And by the NCHC and nchc.tv. Watch all of the action from the league's eight teams. Go to nchc.tv and subscribe. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans, NCAA hockey fans, as we approach the uh, final two regular season weekends uh, of this 2021-2022 season. Scott Strandy with you today in a snowy and cold Centennial, Colorado. My co-host, Paul Hornstein, probably balmy, sunny, out on Long Island, New York. Paul, how are you? Uh, not balmy, not sunny. Well, I, I know there's one thing that you are today, so hold on. Happy birthday! Yeah, this is more important. <laughs> I don't know uh, we're battling over the time frame. But once again, let's play this. <laughs> I love it. 42 years ago today, Paul Hornstein was not born, but the uh, miracle on ice was completed by a bunch of college kids who were uh, not supposed to do anything and uh, brought home a gold medal and changed the world of hockey and college hockey forever. Oh, so and, we're going to talk about that seminal, tonight. It's, it's the seminal day in college hockey. It, it's, it's the seminal day. Oh, without a doubt. Uh, it, it, it without put, a doubt. It put college hockey 
on the map. It put it on the NHL map. Now, a lot of the players that were on that team were drafted already. But there's no way, and, and there's no way that that win in those games didn't make a difference in how their NHL teams looked at them after those two weeks. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to get to that in a minute, but right now there's 7.5 seconds remaining in overtime between St. Cloud State and Duluth. Oh, my goodness. These two teams just play and play and play, and they still have two more games to play, Paul, before this regular season is wrapped up. Tuesday night hockey in the NCHC, um, unbelievable. Yeah, well, listen, it's uh, there were two games tonight. Quinnipiac shut out Yale in an ECAC game. Um, not a surprise there, to be honest. Um, and right now, like I said, these uh, this game is going on. There's seven seconds left. There'll be basically one last face-off. And it'll and, be a power play face-off, well, a four-on-three. Yeah, I, I mean, that matters, but honestly, it kind of, you know, there's not much they can do. Um both teams in 7.5 with a four on three. Yes, there is. There's two or three shots. <laughs> uh, if, if you win a clean face off, you can get a shot off in a second or two. And if you get a rebound in a second or two, uh, yeah, it, it, it's a big thing. Uh, and UMD is in the driver's seat here. Uh, is it likely? No, but, uh, is it possible, especially on a four on three? Yeah, here we go. It's going to happen right now. Well, listen, I mean, we want to be careful because we don't want to violate any uh, rights laws. But um, guess if, what? If, if you're, We're going to a shootout. <laughs> um, I guess uh, you're a few seconds ahead of me on your feed than I am. I don't know, I guess. Um, so that's if, if that's the case, then I'm going to really just shut it off because I don't really care at this point. <laughs> Uh, yeah, UMD did not win the faceoff uh, cleanly, and uh, that was a great play by uh, by St. Cloud State to just it's make still, sure it wasn't won cleanly. It's still a big point for Duluth in the context of the conference standings because huh. yeah, you know, even if St. Cloud gets the extra point, that gives them twenty seven points, and Duluth has got thirty points. So. Uh, you know, obviously, if you're Duluth and you're going to play St. Cloud State uh, at least four more times, maybe yeah. you'd rather play it could them. Very in well happen that way. You'd rather play them uh -huh. in Amsoil than uh, than not. So. Yeah, ab absolutely. As I said, we're going to get to the Olympic stuff. We'll save that till the end because we have so much college hockey. I mean, things are winding down. The Arizona State Sun Devils are on their way to Alaska where it's probably a balmy 50 above. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, I doubt just, it. I doubt it. Let's just uh, say no. Uh, so that's where the Sun Devils are headed to take on the Nanooks. And there is a battle brewing between those two schools already. They, uh, they are both... Um, they're, they're independents, but man, that rivalry, it, it, they're a long ways apart. One's the farthest North, one's the farthest South, but, yeah, okay. uh, it is a rivalry brewing. Yeah. Okay. Well, your son devils sent out a tweet that said, we're coming for you. Is that not uh, a rivalry tweet? 
What do you want it to say? Uh, we're just. <laughs> I want to say it's a rivalry. I think it's cool. That's the farthest you north, can. the I... farthest south. Let's do it. I don't think it is, but okay. <laughs> anyway, so that's what's happening you know, for Arizona like, State. It's not like, you know, you have all those uh, D1 teams in the state of Michigan. You know, they have seven. You know, as opposed to other states that might have not seven. <laughs> uh, um, guess who just scored on the shootout for UMD? The uh, captain, Noah Cates. Noah just got it done. Anyway, so so uh, that's what's going on there. I am headed down to Air Force this weekend to see RIT play Air Force in the uh, final home series for the Air Force Falcons. Lock the doors, um, are Lock the door. <laughs> so I will get a chance to see their seniors uh, for the last time, include, or their senior, including for the last time, uh, the uh, the goaltender, Mr. Uh, well, listen, he's going to have a big he, – he has to have a big weekend. Uh, right now they're doubt. in that last home ice spot. Okay. Um in, in for the first round of the playoffs. And if you're going to take on, if you're going to play Bentley or you're going to play whether it or, or Holy Cross or whatever, or whoever, I don't have to, I'd have to see a bracket. I'm not either way, no matter who you're playing, you'd rather play him at home. Oh yeah. And play him, yeah. And play him in Colorado Springs and, 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 and use, you know, because obviously the altitude is a home ice advantage, and and the extra point goes to the Bulldogs. All right, so like I said, if they get the extra point, I mean that makes a difference, right? The, so you now you're sitting there, and, and Duluth has got um, 31 points, and St. Cloud still has 26 points. So now, if St. Cloud wants to to pass uh, Duluth in the standings, and there's still a matter of UNO in between them, although not really now because uh, St. Cloud's got that point from tonight. Uh, there's a five-point difference. So if you're St. Cloud and you have those those last games left here, okay, with, with Duluth coming up in a couple of weeks, um, you basically have to win both of those games. And you have to win them on the road. Now, Duluth goes on the road to play Miami. And it's never easy to win on the road. And I don't care, you know, where it is. And, you know, if if, if, if they just, if Miami forces a split, that's a problem for St. Cloud. Yeah, there's a lot of problems for St. Cloud. Let me give you the NCHC hockey standings right now. North Dakota on top with 45 points. Denver with 44. Western Michigan with 36. Uh, Minnesota Duluth would have picked up two, so they'd be up to 30. Um, Nebraska Omaha is at 25. St. Cloud State now would be at 25. Uh, Colorado College at 20. And Miami at 20. I'm sorry. I'm looking at the wrong one. Wrong column. Check that. Uh, Colorado College with 18 and Miami with 14. So basically what we're looking at, Paul, is this. 
Uh, North Dakota or Denver, one of the two are going to be uh, the top team and win the Penrose Cup. Right. Uh, the other will be second. Uh, I think we know third and fourth is pretty much going to be Western and, and Duluth. I don't think um, Nebraska, Omaha, or St. Cloud is going to catch Duluth for the fourth spot. Right. The only thing that that would adjust is where the games are played. Well, um, that matters. Would it be the oh, only thing? Yeah, I know. But, I mean, that's uh, that's what I'm talking about is that's, that's the only thing that's up for grabs. It's not like one of them is going to win the Penrose and one isn't. Yeah, but, um, but that, that, that's huge. Well, I, yeah, I know it's huge, but I, what I'm saying is I don't think Duluth is going to relinquish that uh, that spot now that they have it. So I oh. think we can pretty much say North Dakota, Denver, Western Michigan, Minnesota, Duluth are going to be the home teams, which means Nebraska, Omaha, St. Cloud State, Colorado College, and Miami are going to be on the road. We talked about this a little bit last night on analytics and eyeballs. It appears – Right now, that Colorado College could be facing Denver in the first round. Um, I th- I'm, I'm pretty sure neither one of those teams want to play the other uh, in the first round. Maybe Colorado College isn't mine, but I don't think Denver wants them, especially with two more games coming up, and it's hard to beat a team six times. Uh, listen, uh, it is. Uh, but, you know, if that's the matchup that it ends up being, uh, we're talking – Probably you would think making sure that that every ticket that can be sold will be sold, uh, and it'll be good, played in Magnus, which is good for the budget. Uh, no travel, which, which is, is nice for, for the budgets. budget. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, uh, now maybe Colorado College. Well, they probably they're not going to go back and forth, so they probably stay at a hotel. But it's still a hell of a lot cheaper to take a bus to Denver. Then to fly to say North Dakota, uh, Western Michigan, they would be going to North Dakota. They're either going to go to North Dakota or Denver, and Miami's well, going to no, get I'm the just other using one. Western Michigan as, as an example. That's all. I'm just saying. Either way, yeah. But either way, North Dakota is a difficult trip too. It's not cheap to go from Colorado College and Colorado Springs to North Dakota and the beautiful Ralph Engelstead Arena in Grand Forks. Um, so anyway, that's a possibility. But before before we put that cart uh, before the horse, uh, some games have go. been played. There's four yeah. games that are left. Uh, North Dakota is going to have their hands full with Western Michigan uh, this weekend. Denver is going to be traveling to Omaha. Omaha, we don't know what you're going to get well, uh, when I you mean, play listen, Omaha. It, listen, it matters, right? We're sitting here talking about how we want it. You know how it would be. Uh, Heated for Denver to play CC in the first round. There's no guarantee that that's going to happen. Oh, I know. I know. If Denver gets on top of North Dakota, then it becomes a Miami at Denver series and a CC at North Dakota series. And and, and honestly, uh, while Denver has played better uh, consistently all year than the other teams in the conference, um, you know, I, I don't want to sit here and say that any of the teams in the bottom four can 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 win the whole shooting match. But if any of these teams pull a first round upset, would it shock you? No, no, it wouldn't shock me a bit. What I will tell you though is, uh, I don't think uh, Miami has a shot to beat Denver uh, two out of three at Magnus. 
No, uh, Colorado but, College, no, that's something different. And the reason I say that is they played two games already. They got stomped uh, by Denver both times. Right. They're going to be different on the 4th and 5th of March, the final two regular season games of the year. Those will be different hockey games. And um, then if you put them back up again, that, that team that could make the upset, that would be Colorado College to me. Um, I think any of those teams are capable of it. Is it is Miami the least likely to be able to do it? Of course. But once again, short series, goaltending, and there's nothing against the guys on the other is not once again nothing against Driscoll or Krona or Bussy or Fanty or or or, or Bussy or, or Perbic. Uh what the heck's the St. Cloud goal? Rennick. David Rennick. Rennick. Uh, Seville, Vernon, uh, and, and, and Pearson. And Pearson. <laughs> let's, let's, let's remember which last place team had the first team all conference goalie last year. And it's, listen, it's, it's harder than a one and done, but how many games does it take to get into the, how many games does it take for a goalie to get into somebody's head? Yeah. Good one. point. Yep, really good point. So, so again, hypothetically, it looks like North Dakota, Miami, uh, Denver, CC, if that's the way it ends, and then you'd be looking at uh, St. Cloud currently going to Western and Omaha going to Duluth. Um, okay, I, I, I think anything can happen between St. Cloud and Western if it ends up that way, or Omaha and Duluth, or any of that combination flipped. I, I don't think uh, home ice means a lot, but I think those teams are so close, as we just saw tonight, another game in St. Cloud, won by Minnesota Duluth. Uh, <laughs> so oh, the tie, they just – Yeah, well, the tie. Yeah, yeah, it, I get it. Ties, whatever. The gave an extra point, but, you know. Yeah, but, but still, um, the, uh, those four teams are, are, to me, so evenly matched that uh, you, you can just – pick a name out of a hat as to who's going to win that in a two and two out of three. But for Colorado college and Miami to beat North Dakota or Denver in two out of three, that I think is highly unlikely. Yeah. Highly unlikely, but uh, they do have a puncher's chance and you can't really say that uh, in some of these other conferences between the top and the bottom. Okay, the teams at the bottom uh, really, really are struggling. Okay. Doesn't mean they can't win. Okay. But, and, and, and the czar will kill me for saying this, and I'm sure that Coach Riley would too. All right, but... Um, those teams at the bottom of Atlantic hockey uh, shouldn't win a two out of three. But doesn't mean they can't. Um, you know, the Big Ten is different. Although I would kind of be surprised if Michigan State, won, you know, got a, won, won, won the first round. 
especially whether they play uh, that other maroon and gold team or Michigan. Okay. Um, so, uh, you know, the, uh, the first round being two out of three will likely eliminate a lot of teams. But, you know, in a one and done, you hit a post, the puck bounces. Well, that's yeah. all it takes. Yeah, for sure. And, and that's the thing is getting to the one and done, though, getting through the best of three. And, and let's just go to Atlantic Hockey. You kind of touched on it a little bit already, but AIC right now holding down the top spot with 51. I don't know if that was updated. I don't think so uh, for tonight's game. But um, anyway, they're they're a lock. They they're going to win. Right anyway, or, so. They probably already have one. <laughs> um, Canisius at second at 43. Army with 40. RIT with 38. Here's where it gets interesting. RIT 38. Sacred Heart 35. Air Force 34. Bentley 33. Niagara 32. <laughs> if you want to oh, go yeah, down to Mercyhurst. Yeah, it's if you want to go to Mercyhurst, the there's 30. And Holy Cross is really going to finish last. They're at 24. So this weekend... Uh, a lot bigger weekend than I was anticipating between Air Force and RIT. Um, if Air Force sweeps, they're now tied with RIT for the fourth spot. Oh yeah, this 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 is not there. There is nothing set at all outside of uh, Minnesota State having won its conference okay. um, and AIC having won its conference, and that's it. Yeah, you know, I, and, yeah. You, you, that, that's... Look at the, you look at the Big Ten standings, and it's still up, the, the regular season is up for grabs. Okay. Um, you look at the NCHC; it's still up for grabs, right? So that's two out of two. Uh, Clarkson, I guess, still has a chance to catch Quinnipiac. Okay. As we go into the, uh, uh, but it would take Quinnipiac just about getting swept, and and Clarkson doing the same thing. Not that Clarkson can't beat the teams they're going to play, but um, the odds of Quinnipiac getting swept um, is not somewhere. I is not a is not a hill I want to stand on. Uh, considering their opponents this weekend are not exactly uh, sitting at the top of the pairwise. Uh, Cornell could beat them. Um, and Colgate could beat them. And in, but they're playing at home. So the odds of them getting swept at home just make that even harder. Um, but officially, those are still not set. It's possible. Hockey East, you have, you have UMass and, and Lowell. Tied it at at forty points, but Lowell's played two more games, so um, that's probably advantage UMass there. Obviously, right? so it's it's you know, and, and and hockey East is almost like in terms of the scramble in the middle is like Atlantic hockey. Um, UMass and, and and Lowell have forty points. UConn and Merrimack have thirty eight points. Northeastern and BU at 35 points. Providence at 33 points. 
and those teams are going to play in these next couple of weeks with their with their tournament bids on the line. Oh yeah, and they still have a bunch of games to play. Okay, like for example, uh, Northeastern still has five games to play. Two with two with Connecticut, two with Merrimack. Okay, um, you know, uh, BU still has four or five games to play here, uh, and two of those are with BC. And two of them are at Maine. And, you know, rivalry games are are rivalry games. You don't need to go into that. Um, And you don't think BC would love to take a bite at a BU? (laughs) Yeah. Of course they would. Yes, they would. Yes, they would. Okay. So, um, these last two weeks, and like I said, I don't have the depth of knowledge in terms of the past history, college hockey, to know if these conferences have ever been this tight this late in the season like this. Oh, I'm sure that, that some of the conferences have been this tight. I don't know about all of them. Though. I'm talking I think in that, general, though. Like, yeah, that, that speaks to the parity. The parity, uh, it speaks yeah. to the extra year. Um, it speaks to... Uh, the players just getting better and you know it's um it is definitely uh a crazy crazy year and these conference tournaments man i'm telling you right now it might be uh, as good a, a hockey in general as you've seen in college hockey in a long, long time. Well, and keep one more thing in mind here. The guys that uh, were playing uh, for the U.S. and the Canadian Olympic teams are now back, and and by the appearance of Noah Cates tonight for uh, UMD, look to be just fine. So I think their legs are back under them. You wonder, Paul, if, if things had gone to a gold medal game and they hadn't uh, finished up playing until the 19th, and uh, would have had to make their way back. Would they have taken a little bit longer to, to be a factor? Would it have been one this weekend as well where they might not have been the factor? Um, it, it's going to be interesting, especially St. Cloud State. They're the team that intrigues me because they've been up and down. Uh, they, they got Henches and uh, Perbix back. They got their coach back. Uh, Minnesota State's got their coach back. But they didn't miss a beat with or without him. Um but St. Cloud State's that one team, and I think Michigan and Minnesota State, like I said, uh, get their guys back, but they didn't really miss anything while they were gone. St. Cloud State took a hit while uh, Coach Larson and those two players were gone. Well, listen, I mean, for the most part, um, that's probably true. But uh, if you look at the record of the teams who lost players. I mean, some of those teams won five and six games without those players that, that went to the Olympics. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, you look at the Minnesota State, you look at Michigan, not really missing a beat, but St. Cloud State, they came here to Denver and, and got roughed up by the Pioneers. So so that wasn't a good weekend for them. Um, so 
you know, that's that's a thing. Now, this weekend, um, they have Colorado College coming up there. So so let's see what happens. I mean, what, what's this going to be like uh, when they get up there and, uh, and uh, have the Tigers who are chomping at the bit to play, especially on that big ice surface? Well, isn't isn't that the awesome part of all of this? Because oh, you yeah. look at you you look at the standings on the ice. You look at the pairwise, which we know how important that is. Okay, um, and you realize that this is jumbled up so close. I, if you have enough combinations, maybe a team goes from a two seed to a four seed or slides down to a three seed where you're playing sit in the same bracket as, say, Denver, as opposed to uh, Western Michigan. And I'm not knocking Western Michigan, but you're not playing Western Michigan in Lawson. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. Um, you, you're at, you're in one of those spots in the bottom four between uh, uh, 11 and, say, 19. You could go four and one or five and one, and maybe that one loss, depending on how everything else shakes down, knocks you out. Yep, it certainly, certainly does. And okay, that, let's do what this. What that means is everything is a playoff game from here on out. Absolutely. Let's do this. Let's take a quick break. Let's come back. Let's look at the pairwise one more time. I know people that were listening last night saw it or heard it, I should say. They'll have a chance to hear it one more time. And then let's uh, let's dig in a little bit to uh, some of the guys that are having uh, – some pretty outstanding individual performances as we wind down. I'm talking about the leaving goal scorer, the leaving point getter, the leaving goaltenders, that type of thing. And then we'll wrap things up with uh, a little talk about 1980, way back when. We'll be right back in about five minutes. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. More than 140 live games from the nation's best college hockey conference. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. 
on your phone, tablet, or stream to your TV. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's NCHC hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. All right, still got it. Still got it. Who's old now? At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans, and all the birthday cheers going up for one Paul Hornstein today who reminded uh, Coach Mayotte on Sunday that uh, this would be the end. There's not going to be any more birthday celebrations for him. Uh, he, wa- he doesn't want to go any higher. No, so, I'm done. Uh, I'm going backwards from now on. <laughs> they go backwards. Coach liked that. He thought that was a pretty good one, I think. So, uh, well, happy birthday, uh, by the way, as we uh, celebrate this uh, glorious day 42 years ago when college hockey was revolutionized forever uh before well, we get into that revolutionized or okay i mean i i that's not the word i would use but um well i mean if you followed college hockey a lot before then i'm talking before 1980 in the 70s when when i was uh growing up and watching what was happening in northern minnesota and i could see uh teams like north dakota and minnesota duluth and minnesota doing battle in the old WCHA. And as I, as I joke with people from Alaska, being able to have that late game um, where you'd have hockey starting at 11 o'clock at night, which Paul Hornstein's used to, but in, in Minnesota at that time, we were not used to 11 PM starts. <laughs> uh, uh, that was, that was a lot of fun. So anyway, when you're a, a, a PAC 12 fan <laughs> uh, living in the East coast. Yeah, Exactly. Exactly. Okay, I said I wanted to run through the pairwise one more time. I think these are about as updated as you get. Yeah, um, if, if you refreshed it, they'll be. Yeah, I, I think this is what I did, and I think that's what I have. So uh, we'll take one more look at it and make sure. Uh, if I say something that's incorrect, Paul, correct me. But uh, the top five, Michigan, Minnesota State, Denver, Western Michigan, and Minnesota. Correct? Uh, yeah, I believe that's uh, oh, Okay. Correct. 
North Dakota, Quinnipiac, Minnesota, Duluth, Massachusetts, and uh, St. Cloud State round out the top 10. Right. How the heck St. Cloud State is still there, I don't know. Uh, Notre Dame. Well, we kind of discussed that last night. It's I know. Everything I know. to do with strength. I know. Of, not just I don't want to hear schedule. about it. I don't want to hear about it. Opponent's schedule. I don't want to hear about it. I just want to see what your eyeballs tell you. St. Cloud State uh, rounds out the top 10 followed by Notre Dame, Michigan Tech, Ohio State, Boston University, and Connecticut, the top 15. Who gets number 16, Paul? Uh, Lowell gets 16 for now. No, no, no. AIC is going to get it. Or whoever no, no, wins the Atlantic. Once. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, uh, okay, so we can only go to 15. You didn't say who gets the 16th slot in the tournament. Uh, okay i'll give you that uh but umass lowell is that that team right now currently number 16 in the pairwise which is going to get bumped by somebody um because they have to make a spot for the atlantic hockey conference champion so uh, if you're umass lowell if you're clarkson you're northeastern providence merrimack harvard um what what are you what are you fighting for over the next four weeks can you move up can you get to 15 or 14? Uh, yeah, you can. I mean, you just have to keep winning and and and, uh, and, and just go from there. I mean, you really – it's so close that anything can – I'm not, you know, I'm not, like, making it up. You know, I mean – so, so if I'm reading you correctly, from let's say Harvard at 21, all the way to UMass Lowell at 16, all of those teams still theoretically have a chance to get to 15 or better. Well, or people can drop. Well, that's what I mean. But that would move them up. Yes. So, so they're not they're not dead yet. Um, I think Omaha at 23 is dead unless they win the NCHC frozen faceoff. Probably. And but. Cornell at 24, I don't see how Cornell gets in. Like I said, they got to keep winning. Yeah. And Northern Michigan at 25, nah. Penn State, nah. Probably not. Alaska and Arizona State and Bemidji State, no. No, they're, so that, they're too far back and they're not playing uh, enough teams or enough you know quality opponents right okay so anyway just wanted to throw that out there um i want want to jump over to some stats i don't usually like to talk about individual uh, leaders until we get close to the end of the season and i think right now it is close to the end of the season so um where do you want to start paul do you want to start with the skaters or do you want to start with the goaltenders um hate stats <laughs> i know you do but i think we got to talk about them because they're going to give awards out for these guys so uh let, let's start let's start with the skaters um oh, i'm going to visit tomorrow with bobby brink it was supposed to have been done last week um for reasons we don't want to talk about that didn't happen but hopefully it happens tomorrow um so bobby brink junior at denver 30 games played 13 goals 36 assists 49 points holds a seven-point lead over number two. Okay. Impressed? Uh, I mean, honestly, Not impressed. Um, look at the team he's – I mean, look at the team he's playing on. 
Yeah, sometimes I wonder if that works against him, though, because they're so deep. They get scoring from from Everybody, all four yeah. lines. That that how how does he get that many? And I look at his assist number, and I know what he's going to tell me tomorrow. That's he's the impressive say, part, by the way. He, yeah, but he's going to tell me exactly this. He's going to say, you know what? I, I live with Cole Gutman. We have a really close relationship, both on and off the ice, and uh, same with Carter Savoy. And uh, all I have to do is get the puck to those two, and I know they're going to score. What What did you just say? And I know they're going to score. Oh, okay. I thought you said something else. No. I, I said he knows that when he gets the puck to Carter Savoy or Cole Gutman, they're going to score. Okay. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, he is a first-round pick for a reason, right? And it just look, I mean, you, you go into the top. Uh, let me switch it back to a different column here. Yeah. So Technically, he's a, he's a 34th overall pick, so he's a round two pick. But, yeah, right. close well, enough. He's well, going yeah. to Philadelphia, your favorite team. Yeah, great. Can't wait for that. Um, <laughs> well, look, I mean, that entire line is in the top 20 in scoring, right? I mean, uh, they're so deep, but you still have to do it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so uh, number two is Brian Hallinan from Michigan Tech with uh, 31 games played, 20 goals, 22 assists, a lot more balanced than 42 points, but uh, also played one more game than Bobby Brink. Yeah, uh, Nathan Smith, uh, the kid from Minnesota State who probably would have that lead uh, had he not gone to uh, the U.S. Olympic team. Yeah, also yeah, a sure junior. More, I am sure that he is more than happy um, that... And Paul, he's eight back right now, and I'm not going to say that that that's not something he could overcome uh, playing at Minnesota State. Uh, yeah, I guess you know it also depends on how many games you play in the in the, in the postseason, the conference tournaments. So that, I mean that's an that's a factor too. And of course, uh, tied with him is his teammate Julian Naparovnik. Uh, from Minnesota State, a 30 games played, 16, 25 for 41. Um, and then number five, a tie from uh, two guys that I think are pretty solid. And I'll give Western Michigan some uh, some credit on this. I think oh, Drew Warad is a stud. I think he is a great player, uh, a great playmaker. You talk about Bobby's 36 assists, uh, Drew has 32 and six goals for 38 points. So he's the guy that lights the fire for Western Michigan. Uh, listen, um, you know, these are all good teams. Okay. Uh, Ronnie Attard, as a defenseman, makes that team go. Uh, it's not always about who puts the puck in the net. Um, you know, uh, so you're sitting here, and, and, and Ward, you know, likes to feed the puck to Ethan Frank and so forth and so on. And, you know, somebody's got to, somebody's got to, you know, if you remember back, if you're old like me, and you remember the days of Adam Oates and Brett Hull, somebody's got to pass the puck, somebody's got to shoot the puck. I can give you a better example that ties into the 1980 Olympic gold medal team. 
Okay. Just check with one Neil Broughton and find out how many assists he had in 1979 to his brother Aaron. Just look that up. Research it and see what exactly uh, he did to, to set up um, both Brian Erickson, Butsy Erickson, and uh, Aaron Broughton um, when he went on when Neil went on to win the uh, first Hobie Baker Award. Okay, um, Drew Wardat, as I said, number five. He's tied with Bobby Trevino from uh, Massachusetts uh, with really thirty-eight points. Really, oh, he's a, he's a star. He was a star on my my radar last year too. Uh, here's the interesting one. Uh, the kid that transferred to Northern Michigan from Denver, Hank Crone, uh, right. 37 points tied for seventh with uh, a Bemidji State kid, Owen Sillinger. Uh, can we just put Sillinger in the NHL right now with his brother? Man, just big time, big time. Uh, all of those Sillinger brothers, you know, all big time. How many are there, 14? I don't know. There's a lot of them. <laughs> There's a lot of them. And let's round out the top nine plus with the guys tied at number nine. Uh, and this is what I think is interesting. Matty Beneers is tied uh, with Matthew Cobbrud, Colin Tyson, Cade Borchard, and Brendan Fury. Uh, if you are either of those four guys, any of those four guys, and you say that you're tied with Matty Beneers, um, for ninth in NCAA scoring, that's a nice feather in your cap. Well, yeah, and when you like, so when you look at it, it's it's almost like the the the, 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 the standings themselves, right? Everybody's bunched up, and there's a lot of people right in the middle, and um, you know, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then I will throw out Carter Savoy is in that next group at 35 points with Reese Gaber. Brett Stapley from Denver also tied. Excuse me. Tied uh, Trenton Bliss from Michigan Tech. Uh, Louis Boudon from uh, Lake Superior. And then right behind that at 34th, Cole Gutman. We go down the list and list and list and list. But the one that we get to tied for 23, freshman, the top freshman point getter to this point, Josh Stone, Arizona State. Yeah, well, listen, he's... You know, I, that is just, you know, big time. And, you know, he's – we knew that that was what was going to be. You know, we, we knew that, that he was that he was going to be that kind of player. Maybe we didn't expect him to score quite this much this early. Can I tell you another name that's right behind him, one point, another freshman in the freshman race? Luke Hughes. At Michigan, that's oh. pretty good company. Well, he won't be a sophomore. Uh, when they talk about him, no. When you talk about Luke Hughes and Josh Doan uh, in the same breath, that's uh, that's pretty solid. And uh, one point behind them is uh, Carter Mazur, who is having a great year as a freshman at uh, Denver as well. So all kinds of good stuff to talk about. Okay, let's jump over to the goaltenders because I know this is your favorite spot. Well, this is this is easy. Guess, guess who's you... leading every category, though, Paul, as a freshman at Quinnipiac? Yeah, yeah, and I get that. I get that. And 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 um, as a freshman, he's he's been great. Um, and you know, we're gonna find out. 
what he's made of soon enough. But until until otherwise, I need the one game. I know who I'm taking. And this is not a knock on any of these other guys. This is not a knock on Devin Levi. This is not a knock on 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 um, Fanti or uh, or or Seville or Bussy or Krona or Camiso or 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 any of these guys. You know, or Matt Murray at Massachusetts. This is not a knock on any of those guys. I'm taking Dryden McKay. Until yeah. proven otherwise, that's who I'm taking. Okay. You know, um, Rennick is, you know, I'm not knocking any of these guys. It's let not a let knock. me throw something out at you on, on this. So this is what's amazing me. Um, 920 save percentage is kind of the 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 mark, right? If you if you're above 920, that's pretty impressive. Do you know how many goaltenders, Paul, are above 920 in uh, NCAA hockey? About a dozen, maybe. Two. 19. Yeah. There's 19 of actually 20 if you count the number 20 guy, Blake uh, Batilia at Michigan Tech, who has uh, a 920 save percentage. There are 20 goaltenders above 920. That's incredible. Yeah. Let me throw out a couple names for you. Some names By the that way, might ring a bell to you. Hold on. If you go all the way down. The top fifty are still at ninety percent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me throw some names out though that are above that nine twenty. Jackson Stauber. Does that ring a bell at Providence? Um, no. no. Yes, it does. Of course, it does. Mister Stauber's son, who made the move to Providence because what he was playing behind Dryden McKay. He's played thirty three games. At Providence this year, he's got a 924 save percentage with four shutouts and a 2.11 goals against. That's pretty solid Listen, uh, for the, a kid that transfers. The, 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 you have to kind of look at it this way. All right. Um, goalie, goaltenders are like uh, football, uh, quarterbacks in college football. Only one guy can play. You can play two defensemen at a time. You can play three forwards at a time. You can only play one goalie, and you don't really rot and you don't rotate those guys. So yeah, not not very often anyway. I mean, there are some tandems. Well, I don't. I meant there, in the game. Not it's not like they play shifts oh, yeah. in the game. They don't play. Yeah, shifts. true. So true. you're you're talking about uh, one guy plays. Let let me throw this out. This is a kid that opened my eyes when he came right here to Air Force uh, with Army. Sophomore goaltender Gavin Abrick, uh, 931 save percentage, 2.25 goals against, four shutouts. Um, and and Coach Brian Riley told me while, when, when I was visiting with him here at Air Force when they were playing that rivalry series, he said, this kid is just, he, he just came out of nowhere and is just putting on a show uh, for, for Army this year. And he's number five in the country, Paul, playing at Army. Well, you know, um, this is uh, goal scoring is at a premium at, at every level. Defensive guys are so much faster and so much bigger and so much, you know, uh, that that these guys, you know, and goaltenders are so much bigger and 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 so much more athletic than they used to be. 
and it makes just harder to score. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then I, the, the goaltender, I think that's surprising a lot of people with a 924 save percentage of 2.0 goals against only played 14 games. Um, Justin close from uh, Minnesota is like, they wondered what was going to happen when they lost their starting goaltender to the NHL. Um, there's been no problem with Justin close. He has backstopped um, this team since he jumped on board January 21st against Michigan. Um, just unbelievable what he's allowed. Let me, let me just read a few numbers playing here for you. Uh, since he jumped into goal full time on the 21st of January, he allowed one, four, one, three, two, one, two, one, one, and four. <laughs> That's 25 goals in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten games. That that's pretty solid for a guy that wasn't figuring in to get much playing time at all at the University of Minnesota this year. Uh, listen, I mean, you're talking about you know, like I said, it's just it this the depth and we talk about the parity. This is what we're talking about, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, he's, he's eight and two, Paul. Uh, since he took over a net, no wonder the Gophers are moving up the pairwise. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're all. Well, like you said, heard the talk. You heard the talk like I did. Um, everybody was saying like, "Well, what's going to happen to the Gophers now?" I mean, that was a terrible loss. They lost their goaltender. What are they going to do? Well, you found out what they did, right? Yeah, all they've done is keep winning. They just reloaded. <laughs> yeah, they just keep winning. So. Absolutely. Okay, it's time. It's time to break out the, the 1980 gold medal talk. But, but you've told this story, I know, to me. I don't know if you've said it on the podcast before, but let's. Uh, we got 10 minutes left to chat about this. So uh, think back to 1980. Paul, where were you? Uh, I was in my living room. On um, your birthday? On my birthday. My family was obviously at my house. And they were all sitting at the dining room table, and I was ignoring them because I was watching the game. And <laughs> I spent the previous three hours avoiding the radio, avoiding the television. I forbid oh, time delay. <laughs> I forbid anybody to 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 say anything if they had had heard anything. And I'm like, this is my birthday. This is what I want. I want you to shut up. All right, I didn't quite put it that way to my grandmother, but you get the point. And she, she wasn't paying it. It's not like I had to worry about her paying attention to it anyway. Right. right? Um, and, and I just remember watching the game. And, 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 and I, like I said, everybody's at the table, and I'm sitting there dancing when Aruzioni scores to make it four to three. And that last 10 minutes of, of hockey felt like two hours to me. I can't even imagine. I mean, outside, I mean, you read the stories. I'm sitting here reading the book. Aruzioni came out with a book last year. I've read that. Um, you know, and I've read a bunch of different things about 
the team and, and, and the stories. I just can't even imagine what that 10 minutes felt like. I have no, no way of comparing what my sitting there and watching for 10 minutes. And maybe these guys were playing in there, but it, when you hear the stories, it's not what they say. Yeah. You know, when, yeah. when you hear the stories, they look up and say, oh, my God, it's only been 10 seconds. It feels like it's been 10 hours. How can only 10 seconds have gone off the clock? Yeah. Exactly. So let me ask you this. That was to win the gold medal. No, but most it wasn't. People, I mean, yeah, I'm sorry. That was uh, the game leading up to the that winning was... of the gold medal. That's what. That's when you beat the Russians. So the point I was trying to get at was – when you win that game against the Russians and you still have a gold medal game to play, how hard must it have been to not let down? I, you know, I mean, didn't Herb Brooks tell him, if you guys blow this, you'll take it to your grave? <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because they were trailing going into the third period of that game against Finland, which, by the yes. way, started at 11 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah. And they weren't tape delaying that sucker. ABC would have been lynched if they had done that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, okay. Yeah. And that, that to me, just uh, blows my mind every time I think about it. Was It wasn't even for the gold medal. Sometimes people forget that. They think that was the end-all, be-all. No, it was a, a huge win. Forget that. They forget it sometimes. All, yeah. All yeah. the time they forget that. Okay? Um you know, the U.S. tied Sweden in that first game. They were down going into the third. You know, they were losing at some point in the third period. Okay. Uh, the Czechs, they blew away. All right. Um, Norway left the first period winning that game when they played them after the – you know, so they were down after one period in that game. Um, they, they blew away Romania. Um, West Germany was up 2 nothing you know, going into the second period in that game. And the U.S. didn't score till about midway through the second period. Um, and, and Finland, you know, they were down 2-1 to one going into the third period. Now, they scored relatively early, but that's not the point. You know, um, it's just, you, you, you're watching that and, and, and you're sitting there and you're like, wow, wow, wow. And I remember I actually had a uh, conversation. It was, it was very one-sided, by the way, with my English teacher at the time, my sophomore, high school sophomore English teacher. He's like, what are you studying? Well, I'm looking at the, the, the Olympic hockey roster. He says, what? He says, yeah, I'm looking at the hockey roster. He goes, why would you do that? I said, I'm just trying to figure out, you know, how it's going to go. And I said, you know, the U.S. is 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 playing at home ice, and usually when that happens, they have a chance to, to be successful. I said, uh, I think they could fight for a bronze medal being on home ice. Nobody, exp- I mean, to, to even have it enter your mind that it wouldn't be the, the, the Russians – and the Soviets and the Czechs finishing one-two in that tournament didn't even enter your mind. You know the the thought that anybody could beat the Soviets 
and the checks were just a hair below them. Yeah, I mean, and, and remember the talk, Paul, uh, way back then about the Olympic ice sheets and uh, would these college kids be able to keep up uh, to these quote-unquote professionals um, in, in that battle? And man, oh man, they, they, they stood out. I want to spin it now forward 42 years to this last Olympics. And I know... Well, and by the way, when, when, when we talk, just before you do that, and like I said, I know we have a few minutes left, but... I don't want to make it sound like these guys were not drafted by the NHL. There were a bunch of first and second round picks on these. Oh, teams. of course. Of course. Okay. Uh, my guy, Kenny Morrow was a fourth round pick. Okay. Um, but when those games were over, now those guys, instead of playing in the AHL for two or three years, they went right to the NHL. Yes, they did. And back then, maybe 10% of the NHL were college players. Yep. Now it's at least a third, right? Maybe yep. a little more? Yep, maybe a little more. So, Okay, so so I want to spin it forward quickly here because I know we're running out of time. But um, So you go back, go forward 42 years to this team. And when I watched this assembly and the first couple of games uh, that Team USA played just this past couple of weeks in China, I really thought they were going to be the next gold medal winning team from the United States because I thought they were going to win. And uh, I really didn't think there was any way they were going to lose uh, in a quarterfinal matchup. Um I thought they were younger and faster and more skilled than the Canadians, who a lot of people thought were going to win the whole thing. Um, and then I was quickly reminded on Sunday, Paul, uh, by one sample ranta that, that Finland's pretty good, and they won their first gold medal in Olympic history. Well, listen, uh, Finland is, 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 is really good. Okay. And, 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 and I'm not going to take away from that. But the U.S. lost in a skills competition. They lost in a shootout. That to me, that's criminal. So you want to? We we can go that way again. Yeah, um, no, I, I I agree with you on that. But you know where they really lost? They never should have gotten to a shootout. They they lost by giving up a goal late in the third period. You, yeah, you got to learn to. And maybe that might be the young, inexperience. But you you got to shut the door. When you've been dominating the entire game, you can't allow a goal last minute of a period, last minute why, of the game. This is why in a one and done, anything can happen. It happened Great job. You spun ago. it all the way back to where I wanted to go, back to college hockey and the one and done's coming up in the tournament. Okay. Anything can happen. It's why, uh, and I believe I looked this up, there's been – in the last 15 years, at least 10 four seeds in the NCAA tournament beating one seeds, including some 16s beating ones. Yeah, I think you're right. We love it, that. Can I tell you what, it, when you get into the NCAA tournament, you're thrilled that you're in the tournament, but you got to be scared to death that uh, an upset could happen because there's not a team, as you just mentioned, one to 16. That can't win that entire tournament. You know, and yeah, because you, you, 
first of all, you're not even playing on back-to-back nights anymore. Yeah. Now, I don't yes. know who that's an advantage for or not. I don't know if that's an advantage favorite or advantage underdog. It probably, I don't know. I I have to think just quickly looking at that. I hadn't really given it much thought, but I think the underdog because, well, no, let me, let sit me around rephrase and think about that second game. They don't have to play right away. Right. But, but is it good to have a big emotional win uh, to get to that second game and then have know. to sit around a day out. and wait? I, I don't know. Isn't like I said, we're going to find out, right? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Um, um, the West Regional folks right here in Loveland, Colorado, uh, the 24th and 26th, not the 24th and 25th, 24th and 26th out at uh, the Budweiser Event Center. Yeah, so. You know, maybe okay. Gives, maybe it gives that second team a chance to get used to the altitude. That second I, I can say this now that we uh, – we had seven guests lined up when they found out it was Paul's birthday. They did not want to take away the spotlight. Whatever. All seven, all seven declined to come on because they wanted Paul to have the spotlight on his birthday. Since this is the last one he's going forward on, the rest are coming backward from this point on. Well, listen, how much better can you get than two, 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 two? Nobody wanted to touch it, Paul. No one. Uh, we uh, went across that's the board. A load of crap. Yeah, nobody wanted to come on and spoil your day. That's a lot. Of, you know, <laughs> well, let's put it this way: maybe they should have asked if they were going to spoil my day by not coming on. <laughs> so, all right, take it away, my friend. Oh, we'll see you back with Roger Southwest Klein and the Peacemakers De Niro in uh, just a minute. Yeah, College Hockey Southwest Weekly from the Summer Skate Studios has been brought to you by Burrito Express. Our family recipes to your table, the place in the East Valley for great taste and great value. Top Golf, our one-of-a-kind experiences bring your gathering to another level. Go to topgolf.com and plan your outing today. Peterson Toyota, serving the Fort Collins, Loveland, and Windsor area since 1968 at 4455 South College Avenue in Fort Collins or at petersontoyota.com. Metro by T-Mobile. Get 5G access with every Metro plan at no extra cost. The NCHC and NCHC.TV. History, Blue Bloods, Upstarts. The NCHC has it, and NCHC.TV has you covered. Go to NCHC.TV and subscribe. Black Bear Diners. Whether it's our Friday fish fry or prime rib specials on Friday and Saturday nights, you'll always feel like you're at home. Find your location at BlackBearDiner.com. UNLV Hockey, ACHA D1 Hockey, professional atmosphere and a world-class education. Caesars Resorts and Casinos, an iconic vacation awaits you no matter which Caesars Resort you make your destination. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, come and get our slow-smoked ribs or pulled pork or any of our award-winning tastes at all Allegiant Stadium events or at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. By M Drive. Refine your drive and don't let age beat you. Go to mdriveformen.com and get started today. College Hockey Southwest Weekly and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app. Available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcast. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network. 
Very well done, my friend. And before we uh, leave you tonight, I will remind everybody, this snuck out a day early. The ACHA National Championship rankings and pairings and seedings, all that good stuff are now out. The top four teams, Lindenwood, number one, Minot, two, Iowa State, three, UNLV, four. They will play for the very first time in the 2022 National Championships on Friday, March 11th. Uh, kudos to Arizona, to Missouri State, to uh, UCO, they as they earned berths from the WCHL as well. And uh, lots of great hockey action going on in the Centene Center in uh, St. Louis, Missouri, March 10th through the 15th. Tomorrow night, a huge show as Stephen and I will have the commissioner of the WCHL join us, as well as uh, four coaches from the top five teams in Liberty's Kirk Handy, Lindenwood's Rick Zombo, Minot State's uh, Wyatt Wasilenchuk, and uh, the head coach from Nevada, Las Vegas, provided he's not at the hospital with his wife who's giving birth to their second child, uh, UNLV Anthony, Anthony Vigneri-Greener. Uh, listen, good luck uh, wrangling those guys in. Um, <laughs> Just call I'll, me the ringmaster. Yeah, Just I'll, call me the ringmaster. You know, uh, and you forgot the commissioner. No, I said the commissioner first. Did you? Yeah, he'll be on first. He's going to stay with us the whole show. I told him, he said, could you pencil me in? I said, I only have a Sharpie. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. Um, good, like I said, good luck wrangling all those guys in. So. It's going to be fun, folks. Join us tomorrow night. Uh, thank you to Paul Hornstein for putting in Yeoman's Duty this birthday week. Uh, three straight well, shows in a row. We appreciate it. Lots of great college hockey coming up this weekend. As I said, I will be down at the Air Force Academy to see RIT and Air Force do battle. Uh, Colorado College will be at St. Cloud State. Uh, Denver will be at Omaha. And Arizona State will be in Fairbanks, Alaska. Uh, enjoying some suntanning weather uh, up there in Fairbanks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you want to give me a birthday present, you can tell your friends to subscribe to the show. Uh, maybe a nice review would be very helpful. And that would be very much appreciated as a birthday present. How about that? Yeah, that's I great. I want to talk great, about the great uh, stuff. tanning weather in Fairbanks. Nothing personal, <laughs> Coach Largen, but no. <laughs> All right, folks. Thanks for joining us again. Another episode of College Hockey Southwest Weekly. We'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. Good night, everybody. Good night.